0: Welcome to the Fearless Vampire Podcast. I'm on a heartfelt mission through the art of conversation and storytelling to inspire women to pursue their creative entrepreneurial journey with reckless abandon. I'm your host, Taylor, a six-figure photographer and business coach based in Colorado. I'm a right-brain mompreneur to two toddler boys, devoted deep conversation holder, and your personal alpaca cuddle liaison. My hope is that you leave our time together feeling empowered and energized to build your dream life. Learn more at fearlessfempire.com. I'm actually trying something new for this Fearless 15 series that I have lovingly titled, How to Scale Your Business Without Using Slammy Marketing Tactics. This is going to be a five-part series where I'm actually going to break down my approach to business, coaching, mentoring, and what has actually been the foundation of my launching, what would end up being a million-dollar photography business. This is, of course, over my cumulative time in business, which I started in 2012. Now, there is a lot of information out there on how to build a successful business. Trust me, I know when I first started my business, I Googled how to start a photography business and I was overwhelmed (laughs) with the amount of information. So I'm really hopeful that this five part series will be incredibly helpful in guiding you towards your lucrative business and building that dream life that you are wanting, desiring and really trying to create. Each of the four pillars that I'm going to cover over the next few weeks build on one another. And I, of course, have an entire photographer's group coaching course called Launch to Livelihood, where we learn much more in depth about each of these pillars. But I really wanted to share here on the podcast an overview and steps that you can take today to work towards running your super successful business. So why the title? (laughs) During my market research, one of the biggest fears that came up with the folks I was interviewing was this fear of coming across as slimy. Slimy was actually a word that came up a lot. I think when people think about marketing their business and really jumping into sales, they think of like a used car salesman. So if if that's what you've thought of, you're, you're in the right place. I really wanna put some of those fears to rest and actually address some of the initial resistance that comes up when we really wanna scale, but we aren't quite sure how to do that in a way that actually feels good in our bodies. So initially I was going to just jump in to all the pillars, but I figured I'd be doing myself and you a major disservice if I didn't talk about the mistakes that I see people making first. So I'm going to cover three mistakes that I see folks making when it comes to ethically scaling your business. And then I broke down each of the pillars of what you need to be doing in that four part series that's going to follow this episode. So let's jump in on the mistakes. The first mistake I see folks making when it comes to scaling is believing that the market is oversaturated. Now, what does this do? This actually leaves you feeling totally paralyzed. Maybe you're a photographer, a designer, a web developer, a painter, a podcaster, a t-ball coach, whatever. The fear of entering an already saturated market is debilitating, and it might lead you to feel like you have to take really drastic measures when it comes to marketing and selling yourself. You might overanalyze how quote-unquote different you have to be and how aggressive you might have to be when it comes to booking clients. So I I really want to like ground you and let's play a game. We're going to envision this beautiful picture. I just want you to put yourself in this space. I want you to picture your favorite hole-in-the-wall Coffee shop, like the place that you go to, and you know that there's always going to be a seat for you. Maybe you walk in, and the barista's like, Hey, Taylor, you're here. Do you want that London fog with oat milk and a little bit of honey? No vanilla. I'm like, Yes, that is me. These are my people. I have my spot. I plug in my laptop. Maybe I've brought a book, but just think about your favorite coffee shop. What does it smell like? Who's there? Are you meeting a friend? Are you by yourself? Consider this like a meditation. So you go to this coffee shop every week. This is your favorite place to go and work. It's your favorite place to to connect with people. Everything about it feels like home. Now imagine that this coffee shop never opened. Why? Uh, Because Starbucks exists. Maybe there's not even one in town, but Starbucks exists. And so the owners thought, oh my gosh, we're just not going to open this coffee shop. Why would we? There's Starbucks. I know what you're thinking. Taylor, you don't understand. There are really successful people in my exact town that actually live here. Maybe you're friends with them. I do get it. I totally understand that this fear of somebody else is already doing it, therefore I can't, is really overwhelming. And it's, it's kind of like dating. You know, if, if somebody were either going to go into business so that they could be like somebody else, let's say that. Let's say somebody really wants to go into business but they're like, I'm going to do everything Starbucks did. We're going, to, we're going to get the same outfits, the same color, the same brand. We're going to talk to people the same way. We're going to do the exact same thing. We're just going to stick with the coffee theme for now. So imagine your favorite coffee shop decided they were just going to be Starbucks. That's doing themselves and everybody else a major disservice. Your favorite coffee shop is not trying to be Starbucks. They're just trying to live their life and be themselves and attract the people who want to be a part of it. So going back, it is kind of like dating. You can only fake who you are for so long before the person you're dating realizes that your shit actually does stink. It's the same in business. You might be feeling like, I will go into business, but I have to see what this other person has been doing and do everything that they do. The same brand, the same stories, the same posts. I have to post at the same time. That's not it. That's one of the number one reasons and mistakes I see people making, but one of the number one reasons that people think marketing feels slimy because it's not authentic. If you are trying to be somebody else, if you are trying to talk to the same people that the really successful entrepreneurs that you follow are doing and saying, you are going to fail. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't be any more clear than that. You will fail. This is the reason that marketing feels slimy. It's because you aren't showing up sincerely. Maybe you're not showing up at all, but think of marketing to your ideal client as dating somebody. You are trying to get to know this person. They're trying to get to know you. And if you are not showing up as yourself, then what's it all for? Who are you going to be attracting? It's not going to be people that you want to work with. It may have been done before, but it hasn't been done by you. The biggest difference between you and the person on Instagram that you follow but quietly don't like because they're so successful, the biggest difference is that they're showing up authentically day after day. They are on their own road. They are staying on their own mat, in their own lane, and they're showing up. I can guarantee anybody that you follow, anyone that you admire, or even somebody that you really don't like, but you follow them anyway to see what they're doing, stay with them. Watch what they're doing. See what they're talking about. I guarantee they're not talking about other people. They are talking about themselves. They are working really hard to show up as sincerely as possible. And there is nothing slimy about showing up as yourself. The second mistake that I see is this major fear of niching down and saying no to opportunities. And I want you to hear me when I say, saying no is just as important as saying yes. Here's a really fun fact. No one trusts a Jack or Jill of all trades. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's let's imagine this scenario. You go to the dentist. Whenever you go to the dentist, what do you expect from your dentist? You expect to get your teeth cleaned or a root canal or things that a dentist does. But let's say that you go to the dentist and the dentist says, oh, great, you're here for your root canal. I just got off of YouTube. I know what I'm doing. And also, while you're passed out, we're going to give you a pedicure. And then we're also going to check your eyesight while you're here. Just because you're going to be under, we might as well knock everything out. From there, we're going to actually book you an Uber so you don't have to bother trying to find a right home. How would you feel? One, you'd probably feel really confused. Two, you'd be probably terrified and running for the hills before you let a doctor like that drill into your face, right? You don't want a dentist who's going to do everything for you. You don't want a dentist who just figured out how to do a root canal and now they're going to go, you know, check your eyes, give you a pedicure and book you a ride home. No, you want a dentist to do what they are good at. That's it. You'll take care of the rest. It's kind of the same in business. If you are somebody who's trying to serve everybody and do everything for everyone, even if it is in your industry, let's use photography as an example. I teach this to my students, in my launched to Livelihood course. You cannot serve everybody and you should not serve everybody. You cannot be a food photographer and a wedding photographer and an engagement photographer and a pet photographer. You need to find what fills your cup and do that and do it really well. Why? You will get stuck in this vicious cycle that starts with searching for new clients. Well, how do you search for new clients if you don't really know what you're marketing? You don't know what your messaging is. You don't know who you're talking to. It's really hard to market if you don't know who you're speaking to. So you start with searching for new clients. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you book a session. You deliver on that session, whether it's goods, a product, or a service, and then you're back to searching for new clients, and the cycle starts all over. This is not a fun cycle to be in. You're not getting referrals. You're not getting return business. You're starting back at square one every single time. Can you see how hard this is? This is one of the reasons that marketing feels slimy. Because if you don't know who you're speaking to, the other people that you're trying to speak to don't know who you're speaking to. And everybody's just really confused. And there's this fear that if you are not really good at this one thing that you do going back to the dentist, then you must not be very good at what you're doing. Now that may or may not be true. You might be an amazing photographer, but if you don't know what you love doing and who you love serving, it just comes across as really confusing and quite frankly, really desperate if you are willing to shoot any and everything. Now, I want to toot my husband's horn for a minute because he will not do it. But my husband quit his corporate job in 2019. We were so, so lucky that the photography business was doing so well that I had quit my corporate job in 2012. And I have a couple episodes recorded about that actually, which we'll tag in the show notes. But Mike was able to quit his corporate job because of how lucrative our photography business had become, my photography business was. So Mike specializes. He is actually a really wonderful creative director, graphic designer, and he specializes in two and four wheel sports industries, specifically motocross and now Formula One. You guys, his business has exploded in the last three years. Because, and this is, I mean, he's an amazing designer. I will give him that. He's also a very wonderful human being. But one of the reasons and one of the top reasons for his business exploding has been because of his extremely specific niche. Now get this, he doesn't even have a website, you guys. No website, no portfolio. (laughs) He has no brand. We have talked about him building a website and actually he started to build it Um, a couple months ago, immediately signed on to new clients. He didn't even launch his website. He literally, everything he does is is word of mouth. And because the people that he works with view him as the top expert in his field, because of that, they're willing to not only refer him to everyone they know in this tight knit community, but they're willing to pay him his top dollar. Again, going back to the dentist, are you going to pay a really, really generic, give you a pedicure eye doctor dentist? Are you willing to pay them top dollar? Are you like, I'm going to pay you the bare minimum, but you go in for a really serious, you know, surgery on your mouth, you bet your butt, you're going to be really happy to pay this doctor to just do a very good job at what they do. Doesn't that make sense? Now, you might be thinking, okay, this is your husband. Of course, you're going to brag about him. But in my Launch to Livelihood course, I actually do an entire uh, group of case studies on both local and global businesses that clearly define their niche and went on to build incredibly successful businesses. And to boot, they did this in a very ethical, authentic way, not in a slimy way. The only reason to fear a saturated market is if you're doing the exact same thing that the rest of your industry is doing. Your ticket to success is going to lie in getting very clear about your brand and who you serve. This ultimately leads to not feeling slimy. When you are doing your marketing, you know exactly who you're talking to. Marketing actually gets really, really easy. The third mistake I see people make is people who are viewing marketing as slimy so they totally avoid inviting their niche client into their business and scaling quickly and ethically. As I just mentioned, whenever you are inviting people in and whenever you have that niche defined, you scale very quickly. Now, I want you to imagine these two scenarios. The first we're going to talk about is a miserable MLM experience. Now, if you don't know what MLM is, I guarantee you do. It's it's short for multi-level marketing sales experience. So I get it. We have all been there with our MLM friends, pitching us on the latest and greatest products that they're trying to manipulate us into buying. Why are they manipulating us? I don't know. It's a very aggressive form of sales, but this goes back to like the '90s, y'all. Like I forget the name of the um, of the Tupperware company, Pampered Chef. Oh my gosh, do you remember Pampered Chef parties? <gasps> it was so slimy. I remember my mom had friends and they'd say, Hey, I'm I'm having a party this weekend. Can you come by? My mom would show up and it would be a freaking pampered chef party. Now you don't get out of those things alive. You have to spend a small fortune at these parties. I went to a baby shower once and it was a Mary Kay party. I wanted to throw up. It was so manipulative So slimy. So I get it. So just envision this, like you are just living your life. Your friend messages you and says, Hey, I'm having a party. Can you come over? And you come over and they're pitching you on the latest and greatest, whatever it is, or they cold text you out of nowhere, or a friend that you haven't heard from since the first grade, sends you a Facebook message. And they're like, Hey, how are you? I saw you've been working out also. I'm working for this MLM and no one calls it an an MLM company, but I'm working for this great company and they sell yoga pants. And you're like, I just want to live my life. Please leave me alone. You run away. You're throwing up. The relationship is tainted. And now your fear of sounding like one of these multi-level like sellers keeps you from selling and marketing. You are avoiding your dream client and inviting them into your business because you're afraid of feeling like this. I want to make it very clear. This is not sales and marketing. Multi-level marketing is not sales and marketing. What you have experienced is not actual marketing. The second scenario that I want you to envision is because you're fearful of like pitching your own business, you rely heavily on your friends and family to sell your business for you. Does that sound familiar? Is anybody in this situation? If you are, please let me know because I was there too. And I want you to imagine this situation. Let's talk specifically about photographers or web designers, whatever, whatever. Let's let's talk web web designers. We haven't done that example yet. Your mom, God love her, she's wonderful, knows that you design websites. That's about it. One of her friends at work says, "Hey, I need a website for X, XYZ, whatever." And your mom says, "Oh my gosh, my daughter is a designer. You should call her." So your mom's friend from work calls you, and because you're kind of related, there's a couple degrees of separation, she's expecting a discount. Cool. I guess I'll give you a discount because you know my mom. My mom referred to you. Okay. First of all, your mom does not know who your niche market is. She just knows somebody needs a service. You're there. Great. Put you two together. It's like whenever you have two friends who are single, and you're like, I don't know if this would actually work out, but you're both single. Let's put you on a date. Kind of the same feeling, right? So you give this person a discount. Ultimately, they are not your dream client. You guys were not able to figure out how to get clear on their business, on their brand, on their website, and everybody's crying and sad. One little tidbit of advice, do not rely on your family and friends to do your marketing for you because of course they love you. They want to refer you. But once again, if they don't know who your niche is, they are going to be referring you to people who might not align with your business. And this is why marketing yourself is so important. Marketing is storytelling and inviting, storytelling and inviting over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again. So between the multi-level marketing and relying on family and friends, you can use Instagram. You can't just like randomly post and leave it up there with no call to action, with no story, with no invitation. That's all marketing is. So I want you to like tattoo that on your forehead. Marketing is storytelling and inviting over and over and over again. Sales and marketing should not feel slimy. It should be an invitation into a very heartfelt business that you have created for a specific person, for a specific niche. So you might be asking, great, now what? So maybe one or all three of these scenarios and mistakes resonated with you and I want to remind you that you are not alone. Like I literally created the Launch Livelihood course because I saw the same the same mistakes being made over and over and over and over again in the business industry. So, here's where we're going with this series. Next week I'm going to share the first pillar in creating your scalable brand. I'm going to give you a peek into my style as a coach and the course I've created to help launch a lucrative creative business. I want you to tune back in next week for the first of four pillars here on The Fearless Vampire. And if you absolutely cannot wait until then, head over to LaunchToLivelihood.com to learn more. I will see you next time.